Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host. Previously, our heroes joined Prince Mutbutt on his quest to find the wizard Yarno and stop the evil Red Brand Brigands. They broke into a mansion and got a map from a gangster they trapped in a barrel. Now they face a skeleton booby trap. Will they smash enough skeletons to live? Will they smash everything else? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons! You don't need to roll to attack because you're literally just smashing. Uh, <laughs> so go ahead and roll your damage. One. So I rolled a total of eight. And I do six. A skeleton, you know, like the the skulls crack a bit for you two. Yours just kind of, you know, it's a, it's a gentle love tap. Like the three of them stand up, look at you, look down, and sit back down. <laughs> oh, thank God. Do it again. Yeah, let's raise my right hand. I look at Quinny and I'm like, I look at Quinny and I just go, one more time. <laughs> so um, uh, I'm not going to make you roll for damage. You take the time to. Yeah, we eventually <laughs> these, uh, pummel their skulls in. Okay. Uh, awesome. You let Alan continue to like tap with the quarter staff and then eventually come over. Yeah. Just like, maybe, maybe I'll try it. Maybe I'll try it. My right arm is sore from like up. Okay, bring it down. Yeah, so. eventually, the, the, like, Mudbutt and I are both just sitting in the corner, and we're just watching Quinny just keep waving like, for Alan to keep trying. You know, you could help, too. They're not getting up. Okay, so now that they're dead, I'll go search the skeletons. Let's see if there's anything on any of them worth taking. Amongst the bones in one of the sarcophaguses, you find a platinum signet ring worth 50 gold coins. I'll... Put it on. You also find a map. Oh, hey, uh, I found a map. Look at this. A royal yeah. map. Ooh. Yeah, so uh, the map appears to be um, of an older iteration of Phandalin, um, mm. where the manor mm. still stood. The most notable thing you see marked on it is Cragmore Castle. That's where the goblins, they said Grand King Roll was there, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. You think you'd be able to find it fairly easily using the map. So I, I pull out uh, the map we've been using to get through this area again, and I say, okay, the next two rooms, because we got two doors going out of here, this isn't clear which one's which, but it says weapons and slaves. So odds are weapons in one room and slaves in the other. Unless the slaves are the weapons. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent point, my lord. <laughs> Ever swung a slave before? That's smart. <laughs> ah! I just look, at, look over at Alan and Quinny. I'm like, guys, this guy knows a lot. I'm a prince. <laughs> the real question is, do you have proficiency in slaves? Because otherwise you're, you're swinging at <laughs> no, disadvantage. No, no. <laughs> All right. So I uh, walk over to uh, the door on the, the north door. I walk yeah. over to the north door uh, and I just uh, knock on it like three times. <laughs> shave and haircut? <laughs> yeah. Shave and a haircut. Dun, 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 dun. There's no two bits. But no. Okay. So I walk over to the other door and I knock on it the same way. Dun, 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 dun. And you hear. Help us. I'm like, I found the slaves. <laughs> <laughs> Please God, help us. So does that door open? The door itself is open. Oh, sweet. Great. I open it. So it's a long room that's partitioned into three areas with iron bars walling off the north and south. Filthy straw lines the floors of those cells, the hinged doors of which are secured by chains and padlocks. A pair of disheveled human women are held in the cell to the south, while a human boy is confined to the north. All are dressed in plain gray tunics and have iron collars fitted around their necks. You notice a heap of discarded clothing is piled carelessly against the far wall. I say, raise your hand if you are the carpenter's family. Uh, so they all raise their hands. Oh, huh. maybe, maybe he's got a daughter or something. This makes sense. So I, I, I immediately go about freeing them from, from their shackles and such. Their doors are locked. Uh, oh. So uh, I'm just... Get, toolkit? Sure, go for it. Uh, right, roll me a check. While he's going on one, I'm going to try to hammer through the other. Okay. So roll me a uh, strength check and roll me a dexterity check. Please, cool. Queenie. Oh, perfect. Roll a 20 for dexterity. Great. So you uh, you picked the lock quite successfully. Excellent. I got a 13 for strength. 13 for strength. Uh, you smash it, but uh, it seems pretty uh, pretty solid. All right. So I sort of turn to Quinny and do like a sheepish shoulder shrug and like step back and point to the door. You better not have fucked it up. <laughs> can, I, can I give it a swing? Yeah, give it a swing. Oh, Jesus. Right. Wait, I okay, it, I, I step funny. far back. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, don't worry, family. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be out of there licking a split. I got a 18. You cleave the lock handily. Ah! Oh, sweet. Okay. The human boy is like pressed up against the wall being like, thanks. So then I point at Mudbutt and I look around and I say, look at this man, this prince, Prince Mudbutt. Here's the reason we are here. Here's the reason you are saved. Give him thanks and praise. <sighs> I've eaten too many apples. <laughs> Thank you. The adult woman reveals herself to be Myrna Dendrar with her uh, two teenage children. There's a 13-year-old Nars and 18-year-old Nilsa. Myrna's husband, Thel, uh, was murdered a few days ago by the Red Brands, and they captured, uh, captured the family and brought them here to be sold. 
Uh, they're very grateful for the rescue, but unfortunately they don't know too much. Uh, although they do know that the boss uh, of the gang is a wizard, though they haven't met him. And they know that he has Last tall, staff? furry monsters with big ears working for him. Furry monsters with big ears? Furry, tall, furry monsters with big ears. And I look over and say, don't worry, we've got a tall, furry monster of our own who's ready to throw down. <laughs> and I just say, right, Goblin Jr.? And then just as you hear like a snarf, snarf. <laughs> I, I take the clothing that's there and I say, is any of this yours? They kind of pick out the things that, that are theirs. Uh, you notice, though, that there's a lot more uh, clothing than there are uh, well, let's go through it. captives. So we search through the clothing, but at the same time, looking at all the clothing of captives who are not present, I get the implication and my face just starts to darken and I don't even intentionally use thaumaturgy, but my eyes start to glow <laughs> and I just, like, like in a deep, like, murderous voice... I'm just saying there will be vengeance for this in the name of Moonhammer. I so, got to guess. Eye monster. Fed him to the eye monster. I bet that this is like, like a holding pin. My, my theory would be sold into slavery, knowing oh, that they want to sell like, these three into slavery. But they're naked? Slavery. Naked slaves? It, make, it makes, you more, <laughs> makes you more embarrassed about running away is <laughs> the theory true. of a lot of slavers. I'm embarrassed when I'm naked and I got to run away. Uh, <laughs> okay, so, so um, I'd say, are, are there any other doors out of this room? This is just the uh, one no, entrance? There's no doors out of this room. Myrna is very, very grateful for uh, for your assistance. And although she doesn't have anything to offer as a reward, uh, immediately she might know where a valuable family heirloom is hidden. Uh, when she was a young girl, she and her family fled from the town of Thundertree after uh, Undead overran the place. Her family had a herb and alchemy shop inside which there was a case containing an emerald necklace, which was hidden amongst a section of storage shelves. She never dared to retrieve it, but the shop is in the southeast part of the of Thundertree. We all note this as though it was written on a sheet. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd say we circle back to the central room. Uh, you, well, you, what you, about the weapons room? I would well, say, Your, Your Majesty mm. uh, and Alan, do you want to escort these fine people back to the entrance and let them out? And All we, right, come here. Quinny and I will work on the next weapons room the, or the next room yeah. to see what's there. Help them get clothed. Well, they, I would assume they can clothe themselves. Well, they their clothes. They've yeah, got just their assume clothes. that they're weak and need, yeah. need some I'll carry right them. leg. Well, okay, now the <laughs> left leg. Very good. Thank so, you. I've never learned how to dress myself. Anyways. Okay, so okay. we'll let those two escort them out, and Quinny and I will go make a I move on the weapons we get, room. get around the trap again. I would, well, you've I, got a rope to go down at yeah, least. Yeah, you, you take your time. You can put a rope down. I'm carrying the teenagers. I can do that. <laughs> I got them. Yeah. Like, uh, sir, we can walk. You're just like, I come, got you, kids. Come up here. You <laughs> Stop squirming. <laughs> all right. Okay, so you, you escort them safely to the exit. A couple things happen. One, you all get 75 XP. Ooh. At what point do we gain a level? Uh, when you reach 900. So you guys are going back to the entrance, back to where Goblin Jr. was. Uh, you guys are checking the armory? Yes, correct? we're going to go yeah. to the weapons store. So for our listeners, that's Alan and Mudbutt going back to the cistern room and Butthole and Quinny checking out the armory. I uh, raise my hammer as though I'm going to hit the door with it, and then I just go, oh, it won't work. Quinny, this is, you're, better. you're better at this. <laughs> I'm really liking this self-doubting side of you, Butthole. <laughs> but Moonhammer respects your gifts. So the door to this room is locked from the outside, so you're able to... I'm on the outside. Yes. So I turn the latch. <laughs> and I, walk in. And I am doubly embarrassed about how that worked out. <laughs> so uh, I follow him into the room. Okay, great. There are racks of weapons that line the walls of this chamber, including spears, swords, crossbows, and bolts. There are a dozen dirty red cloaks that hang from hooks on the doors. Oh, there you go. Are there four crossbows that are functioning? Uh, yep. All right, so I will take four. I'll take three crossbows, and I'll pass one to Quinny. Are any of them hand crossbows? Uh, they are light crossbows. Uh, I, I'm no good with this thing. Okay, it's it's like it's big, like it's human size. It's like it's big, so I'm hold, it looks like I'm holding a bazooka. Okay, so I'll just take a kind of a set of bolts, like three sets of bolts and three like crossbows. Is there something I can do to uh, to sabotage yeah, the yeah, lock absolutely. in a sort of way? Yep. I would I would like to do that with maybe my thieves' tools sure, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it's it's basically like putting gum in the lock, right? Yeah, yeah. basically is what I'd like to do. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure, sure. So you gum the lock up um, means the the door will have to be broken down rather than cool. Yeah. Great. So we'll go back and meet them at Goblin Jr. across the gap. So when you guys arrive uh, back at the entrance, um, Goblin Jr. is waiting uh, very happily for you with his tail wagging. Uh, and it seems that he's found something. Goblin Jr. is, uh, you know, sort of like grabs your, probably Alan, because he, he knows you better, kind of grabs you and pulls you over to the uh, the cistern and keeps like kind of like nudging you, dog pointing towards the water. Can I see to the bottom of um, it? It's, it's a little bit murky, but what you can see from what he's pointing at uh, with his nose is uh, a cord. Looks like there's some rope. Can I reach it or is it at yeah, the bottom? Yeah, it's, it's, just, right. it's just on the, the, the room. 
Well, it looks like there's some rope in here. I'm just going to pull and see see what happens. Are we all back or is this uh, just no, mud butt now? All right. Oh, yeah. Mud pull butt? it. Pull all it. Right. <laughs> Can so, I, now, I'm taking a bath while this is happening. Is that, is that <laughs> fine? Great. Go for it. I'm, I'm washing off all that blood and oil. Blood and oil. Yeah. Yep, that's, that's oh, fair. my God. In the cistern? Yeah, in the cistern. Yeah. Oh. Have that's you good. ever just had a really good bath? <laughs> And, and you just like you're just you just needed it, and you're just like oh, so it's not cold, it's not what's like a lukewarm. It's just oh, these apples are fantastic. Uh, Alan, having uh, having never seen uh, a naked dwarf before, uh, this is new to you. I think you're probably trying not to look, but also just curious because you've. You've seen naked elves before, but dwarves are, are a whole different... Uh... My eyes are up here. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm so embarrassed. Um, oh, you, you... Wrong cord. Hands off. <laughs> so you... Uh, Look, you... I want to I pull this cord. Uh, do you want to get out of the water? I'm just... I'm nervous. Oh, all right. Something okay. happens. I don't want anything to happen happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Now I'm all dry. Excellent. <laughs> so okay. you pull up a waterproof satchel that was... Uh, Hanging from the submerged rope. Inside, you find a potion of healing, a potion of invisibility, 50 gold coins, and a clean set of ordinary traveling clothes. Get the sense that it might be like a like a bug out kit. Are you going to stash the, the potions? 50-50 for 50, the gold. 50. Yeah, <laughs> all right. I split that. And, uh, with, so that's what, $25? So 25 each? As we're walking back, I just kind of stop about all for saying, like, something horrible has happened. <laughs> <laughs> I knock on the barrel that that one guy is in with like the uh, the dead body. He's like, "How's it going in there, Skippy?" <laughs> you don't oh, hear anything. Oh, nice and cozy. You don't hear anything. Uh, I know you can hear me. <laughs> you you do remember that? Uh, Just yelling at two previous, corpses now. Previous to being locked in the the thing, he was electrocuted and hurt a lot. Perhaps oh. he is not. Uh, he's well, not fared well in the barrel. But he's pretty crispy in there. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, more apples. Oh, okay. Mm, I didn't finish them. So we arrive back. I say, my friends, many of the weapons were not that useful, but I have gifts. We got these for you, and I present them. First, I say, your majesty, and I take a knee. Oh, no And I way. hold it up, and it's a light crossbow and some bolts, and Goblin Jr. comes over right beside me and kneels down like he's, he's learned from the earlier Aww. one that we did. I don't know who's cuter. <laughs> and then I, I step back, uh, and I give a light crossbow and some bolts to Alan oh, as well. Yeah, thanks. Great. And then I just say, so listen, sometimes when at first you don't succeed, try, try again. <laughs> Should we get in this lineup that we tried earlier? Maybe we could switch the order now that we know Mudbutt, you're a bit of a badass. So I think you might <laughs> oh, want to yeah. be up front with me. Do you no. want to pull up the rear this time, uh, Quinny, just because Alan sort of got stumped? All right. I'm going to walk backwards. I'm, uh, I'm going to notch an arrow. Notch an arrow. Okay. Just being ready just at the rear. Ready. I'm ready too. I got I got I got Deathmonger all, all lined up for and I got, some action. I got my shield facing forwards and my warhammer one handed. Okay. I've got I've got my crossbow in one hand and my quarter staff in the other. Excellent. You go down the, the hallway in your marching order. Um, the hallway, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, long stone hallway uh, that veers to the right. Okay. As you come around to the right. A cool breeze fills this large natural cavern, carrying with it the faint scent of decaying flesh. A crevasse divides the cavern and is flanked by two rough-hewn stone columns that support the 20-foot-high ceiling. Two arched wooden bridges span the chasm. Uh, There's one in the south and one in the north. Uh, Way up at the north, you can see a small room, um, and you can see a couple pathways that lead off to the west. You definitely get a creepy vibe from this space, and you know this, the the scent of decaying flesh is is none too pleasant. Mm. But uh, you don't see anything. Alan, um, can you roll me an Arcana check? Oh yeah, seven. Okay, your your skin is somewhat tingly in kind of an uncomfortable way. You're not sure what it means, but you get the sense that there's there is a magic guy. I stand where I'm at the front, and I start doing like finger eye gestures, like you know SWAT team style. And I sort of gesture to the bridges in the northern room, and I point and I say, we should all go to the northern room and eliminate what's on the side of the bridges. Okay, and I'm like... So we know what's going like, on. You're you're the front leader, man. Please, carry on. Great. So we we kind of move over to the, the, northern, okay. the northern room that's still on our side of the crevice. Yep. And then I'd say, I, I gesture again to, to Mudbutt, and I kind of point to he and I. So I point Alan and Quinny, like, Quinny, go check out the room. Mudbutt and I'll keep an eye on... The, the bridges in case somebody comes at us from behind. Okay. Mudbutt, can you roll me a charisma check, please? 17. 17? You're, You're a super charming guy. Oh, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> hey. 
Uh, so you reach the uh, north side of the uh, space. I don't know if you failed or succeeded just yeah. now. <laughs> he just wanted to see that dance that I did. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really uh, all I wanted. Uh, so it's uh, at the north end of the, the natural cavern. Um, this particular space that has been finished and dressed with stone block walls and a flagstone floor. There are several barrels stored against uh, each of the walls here, along with a number of empty crates, straw for packing, hammers, pry bars, and nails. Well, this brings me a great deal of joy. Tell me more about these hammers. Uh, <laughs> uh, they look like they're just um, sort of standard building building hammers. Are there any that would serve as a light hammer for uh, throwing all purposes? All of them would. Oh, How many of them are there? Hammer bros? Uh, there are five hammers. <laughs> so Goblin Jr. sort of got his like red tied-on outfit. Uh, is there any way for me to like fashion like a sling so he could carry like two of them? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Great. So I'm going to fashion a sling. So Goblin Jr. Do you know he'll take four? So we got four of the hammers hanging on Goblin Jr. Just looking cool, and I'll take the other one. So I've got two, and then Goblin Jr. is like my backup. Great. He can like right. help me reload. Um, against the northeast wall, um, you can see uh, a, a door frame. Um, it looks like uh, the backside of another secret door. Now, right. hold, hold on a second. You said there were some barrels over there? <laughs> there are some barrels. I want to go check out these barrels. Mm. Get a little peckish. <laughs> uh, so uh, one of the barrels is full of apples. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm... If there's one thing I know about apples, Your Majesty, they're nature's toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> Doctors stay the hell away from me. That's what I'm saying. And I eat more than one a day. Um, oh, yeah, I guess uh, apples in one. The other two are empty. Well, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take, I'm gonna take uh, three apples. And I'm going to take one of the empty barrels with me. Oh, okay. I'm going to drag it behind me. <laughs> drag it behind Yeah. All right. Great. Dra- dragging along with me. All okay. right. So I, uh, uh-huh. I, I I gesture at Quinny and gesture at the door because we've all still been yeah, yeah. pretty I'm silent already so like, far. I'm waving you off like, yeah, yeah. I I'm showing it, Mudbutt it. how to tip a barrel and roll it so it's much easier. <laughs> I'm saying I know how to drag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Awesome. Um, so so suss out this door here. Sure. So uh, what do you want to do with the door? Uh, let's, uh, let's see if I can open it. Sure. Yep. Uh, it, so it opens without any difficulty. Great. Uh, and you find yourself in the weapons room again. Oh, damn it. Well, I got to oh. disable another door. The very same The same room? weapons yep. room? Oh. oh. And then I sort of like point at Quinny. I'm like, honestly, if they've gotten here, they've got past us. All right. So I leave the door open and I okay. walk back out. Cool. Uh, can you roll me a charisma check, please? Five total. Now I have this empty barrel. Can I not fill it with various weapons? That are... <laughs> you absolutely can. Right, I'm just gonna fill it up with all the weapons. So barrel full of weapons. I've I've emptied it. He's I've, so loud. I've emptied I've emptied the room and it's just full of barrels. And because I'm I'm pretty hefty, I'm it's, I've kind of like put it on my back and I'm kind of carrying this bucket full <laughs> bucket of, full uh, of weapons. Buff, buff, I've got some rope. Can I give him like fashion it into like a backpack barrel? <laughs> Yeah, all right. Okay. We made so a backpack. I tie off some of my, I cut off some of my ropes, so I keep the the, the lion's share of it, and and he gets some straps. Yeah. And okay. I'm, I'm I'm like now just like an armory. So <laughs> I I bring everybody over, and we're at we'll go to the the closest bridge. Okay. Uh, so to the, the to the side of the place. Yeah. The the northernmost bridge. I just go across the bridge. Yeah, I'll lead right. the way with my shield. Uh, Alan, can you roll me a charisma check, please? Yeah. Thirteen. Okay. So I'm on the other side of the bridge. Okay, give me one second, please. Oh, yep, for sure. Something's happening. Just hope my improvised backpack isn't too heavy for the bridge. So I took all the weapons. <laughs> well, that's true. That is a lot of weapons. But I mean, wow. I'm like a 240, 250-pound guy, and it didn't even creak. That's so true. I think you're going to be okay. That's true. I'm like 90 pounds. So Just um, muscle. <laughs> muscle and madness. That's it. And beard. And 15 pounds of apples. Muscle and madness sounds like a great band. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just found our episode title. It's Muscle and Madness. Muscle and Madness. Alan, uh, as, uh, as you watch your, your friend begin to cross the bridge, uh, you can hear in, in your, your very mind a kind of uh, harsh whisper that says that. Your father knew... But did nothing. <laughs> to be clear, I just had Tom say this, but neither Mudbutt, Butthole, or uh, Quinny have actually heard that it was handed to her on a written piece of paper. Mm-hmm. I am visibly upset. <laughs> All right, I'm like, oh, what's up? Um, I don't know, guys. There's just, this place is magical, and I, I'm not, not quite sure what what's going to go down here, but uh, I think we should be we should be a little bit more careful. So, Butthole, you make it to the other side of the bridge. Great. Um, just fine. Uh, and of course, Goblin Jr. is with you. Uh, the rest of you also cross the bridge. I'm going to face uh, in the southern direction. Okay. Uh, just to, to watch to see if there's anybody coming towards us. Can you roll me a perception check, please? 
Uh, eight total. Great. So the rest of you cross the bridge, yeah? Oh, yeah. As I cross the bridge, can I look down into the chasm and have a look around down there? Uh, yeah, sure, you can look down. Do I see the bottom? So it's a steep-sided fissure. It's about uh, 5 to 10 feet wide and 20 feet deep. Um, it looks like its rough walls would be easy to climb. Um, at the bottom, uh, it's kind of dark down there. Uh, you can kind of see some some broken broken bits down there. If you want to drop a torch, you might be able to see... Yeah, I'll drop, I'll okay. drop a torch. Okay, so I take out my second torch and light it as he drops the other one down the cliff. <laughs> Great. Uh, so at the bottom... I say, thanks for the heads up, man. <laughs> at the bottom, you can see uh, a number of gnawed bones and the half-eaten body of a human. Hey, are you okay? <laughs> and I'm just like, Quinny, I, I know I'm a direct guy, but when Alan says maybe we should be more careful... Maybe not dropping torches and yelling at corpses. <laughs> and, and Goblin Jr. looks at you and shakes his head and just goes, snarf, snarf. <laughs> I'm like, shut up, Goblin Jr. You had it out for me since day one. Snarf, snarf. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 Goblin Jr. He's, he's with us. He's, he's, he could be grumpy sometimes, but he's with us. <laughs> Moonhammer says he's okay. And Goblin Jr. goes, snarf, snarf. <laughs> sort of nods with me, but a little bit snooty now. <laughs> Great. Uh, the corpse does not respond. Guys, I, I picked up a potion of invisibility, and yeah. I'm... Uh, Feel, feeling feeling a little bit nervous, so I'm going to take a look. How long does it last? We could split up. I don't think that's a good idea. Alan is like a weird lady, and if she's getting weirded out, that no. is like... I've literally watched Alan murder several people <laughs> with giant bubbles of acid, and she is a stone-cold killer. Like, if Moonhammer is telling me right now, stick together. This they, Whatever we face, it'll be better together. Your majesty. I mean, right. if, no, if you... That's fine. That's fine. I'm okay with that. If Whatever. you command us to separate, this is the God's will. Look, I'm, uh, I'm fresh out of apples and pork, and... Uh, <laughs> But your weapons look lovely. Your my majesty. oh, my weapons! Oh, they're 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 quite. They're only dusty from bone because they haven't <laughs> actually cleaved any flesh. Because I've missed every single target that I've went after. So I think what what we should say if people ask in future is that you are a masterful combatant against the undead. Oh, hey, <laughs> yeah, I like yeah yeah I like that. Oh, that's good. That's good. We'll say your potion lasts for one hour. Okay. Which would probably be the duration of this adventure. Uh, yes. <laughs> and we never saw Alan again. <laughs> I'll, I'll whisper to you guys to, to let you know where I am. Can, can I? Uh, you too, but I'm going to drink it. Okay. So Alan's invisible. What Great. the? Yes, I, I'm so. assuming you gave us a heads up before you drank it. Yeah, I told you guys. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure that that was said, not just thought. Oh, no, no, no. I, okay. Hey, guys, I picked up a potion of invisibility and I, I'm going to drink it. Because um, I'm, I'm I'm nervous about what's going on. So uh, Alan fades I'll be your from scout. sight. Okay. Uh, in, in my burglar's pack, I have a single bell. Mm-hmm. I'd like to hold it out and ask Alan to take it. Oh, oh so she can ring it to let I'll us know it. where she is whenever she wants to. Yeah. Great. Okay. I'll say to Alan, I'm like, do you want to check out that back hallway behind us, and we'll guard it here so yeah. we don't get surprised. Yeah, I'm gonna check. Ryan, I'll be right you, back, guys. Uh, can you roll me a uh, charisma later. check, please? Charisma check is nine. You hear sort of uh, deep within your mind a horrible rattling whisper that whispers what's written on this piece of paper. Moonhammer is not real. And I just look around the cave and I yell, Bullshit! (laughs) (laughs) This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. 
Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B D-U-M-B-S now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. Hello friends, Ryan here for another ad, but this ad includes how you don't have to hear me do ads anymore. That's right. If you join the Dum Dums and Dice Patreon, you can get an ad-free feed to this show for just $5 a month. And that's not all you get. You also get an ad-free feed for Warhammer 40K, The Valentine Heresy, another one of our podcasts. Plus, you get weekly video tableside chats so you know what's going on with the company, what's going on with us. Plus, you get access at that same tier to our fan and patron-only Discord. It's exclusive. You get access to all of us. Our casts are there. Our creative teams are there. A bunch of other fans are there. This is a great opportunity for you to escape ads, get more of the stuff you want, less of the stuff you don't. Patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's patreon.com slash D-U-M-B. D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Join up today and get your ad-free feed now. You, uh, you, you okay there, butthole? What, what are you talking yeah, about? Butthole, whatever happened to... You just fucking told me not to drop torches. Now you're shouting? Sometimes things are necessary. I'm, I'm visibly shaken. Like, I have, like, a flop sweat for... Just, oh. just, uh, just out of nowhere. Just, we should, we should scout that that back area fast. All right, waiting on Alan. I'm uh, slinking into uh, into that room, the next room, Let's not sink. ringing the bell. Yes. To yes. be clear, Alan, um, you find a uh, a staircase descending down a hallway, leads to a dead end uh, with two doors leading uh, off to the left and right. So I, uh, I kind of. Just a scoop back to to everyone instead of carry. There's a there's a staircase uh, leading down. There's two doors. You want to come with me? Should we check these out? I just start walking down the stairs. I want to get the hell out of this crevice area. All right. Okay. I like shrug. Like, no, yeah, okay. Okay. I feel fine. I'm with Quinny. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else want to carry this backpack? It's getting a it's kind of getting a crink in my back. <laughs> so you Whoa. get to uh, the bottom of the stairs. There are two doors: one to the left and one to the right. right. So I'm well, going to stay like ten feet back, like enough that I can run over to help Alan if necessary, but far enough back that I'm not visible if the door opens. So I'll start. I'll start with the right door. Check it. As you listen at the door, you can hear bubbling and dripping sounds. We got bubbling and dripping behind this door. We got bubbles. <laughs> and I just I, I whisper to Alan. If you whisper outside the door, there's no point to us waiting back here. <laughs> I, I think it's time to ditch the red cloak. I'm putting on my uh, my thief's hood, Great. black cloak. Your sneaking cloak? Yeah. I'm going to head down to that door and uh, try and make a stealthy entrance. If someone's on the other side of the door, I want to maybe kind of just like slink through the door. And I'm going to follow Quinny, but from like four feet back. So I'm not going to interrupt what he's doing, but I'm just there to kind of swing right. out with a hammer if somebody comes popping out the door. Okay. I, I'm I'm right I'm right behind Quinny. Okay. I'm at the very back, but I'm keeping an eye on out behind me. Okay. Uh, roll me a perception check, please. Uh, that's a two um, plus four. Yes. So you got a six. Guys, we are crushing it on rear guard. <laughs> takes a nap. <laughs> Look, I, I, I've had so many beers and full of ham and apples. <laughs> you probably shouldn't have put me in the back, guys. The door's unlocked. Um, okay. The room appears to be a wizard's workshop. A rat scurries across the floor and takes refuge under a large work table set up with all sorts of uh, distillation coils and other alchemical devices, all of it stewing and bubbling away. There are bookshelves that are crowded with sheaves of parchment and strange-looking tomes. All right. I, I'm, I'm going to take a look at the clear. parchment. 
and and see if there's anything written on it that could be of use to us, something to give us a clue. I'm, I'm going to the whole place over. I'm, I'm sure. going to yeah. look through Spot the room for anything things, yeah. either holy or blasphemous that could be. I'm going to attack the rat. <laughs> <laughs> He's up to something. All right, roll roll me a roll me a d20. <laughs> Ten plus a death monger, which is fifteen. Great, you uh, you strike it soundly. <laughs> roll your damage. Thirteen. So you uh, you mightily swing <laughs> Deathmonger down upon the rat. Done. Um, and as you strike it, you expect to you, you're you're waiting for a, a pleasant squishing, uh, but as you hit it, it gives out a little yelp and disappears in a puff of smoke. Holy shit! And I turn to look at him and say, "Well struck, Your Majesty." <laughs> uh, Alan, uh, roll me an Arcana check, please. Yeah, right now I'm like, Alan, what the fuck was that? That's a twenty-two. Uh, you recognize that uh, the rat was likely someone's familiar. Oh, like, like, oh, oh, oh I know what that okay. is. Your Majesty, I think you may have just pissed off Yarno. <laughs> and we may not, we are definitely not alone. I gesture to Goblin Jr. and I say, like, just smell around the room, but don't touch anything. Like, don't smell any weird crystals, but just see well, if there's person or tracks or anything. The, the familiar disappeared? Yep. I, I think usually, and Alan, you can correct me on this if I'm wrong, but wizards and stuff, they can see through their familiar's eyes sometimes. So if this rat just disappeared... You guys want to take some shit? Now is the time to take. Okay, some shit. so I look for blasphemous or holy stuff. Okay, so um, you start uh, looting through, looking for uh, looting through the books and such. Uh, you notice there are basic texts on alchemy. Alan, you can tell that it seems that uh, whichever wizard was working here was attempting to brew potions of invisibility, but has not been successful so far. Among the books, you find a tome written in Dwarvish, uh, which is the journal of an adventurer named Ermin, and describes the history of the lost mine of Fendelver and the Southern Forge Dwarvish? of Spells. Yeah, uh, no, just regular dwarven. Okay, okay. so, I, sorry, what so spells? I'm, I'm the what, only what one who spells? can read that, correct? Spells? Uh, yes. <laughs> so I read the dwarven book. I'm so the dwarven, so... Yeah, so you can't read no, this. This is no, normal. This is just gibberish. Uh, okay, great. So you're going to read the book? <laughs> yeah, I'll, re- I'll take a look at it. I'll flip through it. Like, I'm not sure. trying to read the whole yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. but yeah. More than 500 years ago, clans of dwarves and gnomes made an agreement called the Fandelver's Pact, by which they would share a rich mine in a wondrous cavern known as the Wave Echo Cave. In addition to its mineral wealth, the mine contained great magical power. Human spellcasters allied themselves with the dwarves and gnomes to channel and bind that energy into a great forge called the Forge of Spells, where magic items could be crafted. Times were good, and the nearby human town of Phandalin prospered as well. But then disaster struck when orcs swept through the north and laid waste to all in their path. A powerful force of orcs reinforced by evil mercenary wizards attacked the Wave Echo Cave to seize its riches and magic treasures. Human wizards fought alongside their dwarf and gnome allies to defend the Forge of Spells. The ensuing battle destroyed much of the cave. Few survived the cave-ins and tremors, and the location of the Wave Echo Cave was lost. He also uh, mentions that a mace called the Lightbringer was commissioned by the priests of Lathander, the uh, god of dawn, for the mages working with the gnomes and dwarves uh, of the Vandelver's Pact. The mace was lost when the Wave Echo Cave and its mind vanished from history. Okay, just to give you guys the Cliff Notes version of this, uh, so there was a magical alliance between uh, dwarves, gnomes, and humans, uh, <laughs> and they were building some stuff but got defeated by orcs. Also, there's a mace... Uh, that might have some religious value. So if we manage to get our hands on any sort of magical mace, I would appreciate a chance to look at that from Moonhammer. Oh, Otherwise, that's, that's, I can't do nothing that's with pretty much it. Okay. Other door? Now that we know we may have been busted in this corner. Any cool books or scrolls, guys? Yeah, did you say... Okay. You do find uh, a bunch of alchemic uh, reagents. You find mercury, dragon Ooh. bile, and powdered nightshade. Oh, I will take those. Now, you said there's a bunch of bubbly things going yes, on. Yes, there's, there's a bunch of bubbly. So we should probably smash that, shouldn't we? <laughs> Just to make sure that the wizard can't... Come along and... I, I personally, Your Majesty, I don't want to get any of it sprayed on myself. Well, so, I'm, I'm pretty... I got a good aim. <laughs> so there's, there, a, there's another door there in this room. Door. Yep, so there's a bookshelf. Uh, I should mention that earlier. I apologize. Uh, there's bookshelves lined along the west wall. There is uh, the table with all the stuff bubbling on it, and there's a door. So I turn around, just seeing this door, mm-hmm. realizing... Oh my God, there could have been somebody in there the whole time. And the rest of the group hasn't seen it yet. And I've got like, if this was a film, they'd be like a zoom in on my eyes as they like sharpen. And Goblin Jr. looks the same way. And it's a matching <laughs> shot, just like a zoom in on Goblin Jr. So I dash over and just kick open that door. As you do so, uh, you boot open the door just in time to see uh, a swirling cloak disappear through what looks like a secret door at the back of the room. I yell... We got company! <laughs> and then I unleash Goblin Jr. to run after him, and I take off in a sprint, immediately pursuing whoever went out that secret door. You book it through um, a bedchamber that looks like it's covered with drapes of scarlet cloth. You leap over a comfortable-looking bed and uh, sort of rush into a, a small chamber. Goblin Jr. has pretty good speed, um, so he is able to uh, to keep pace and grab the uh, pursuer. It turns around and it looks like a, uh, a sort of short, stout man. 
with you know a dark beard. Uh, was like, get off me, dog! And then he uh, continues to run. Yeah. I'm going to try to tackle him. Okay, roll yeah. me an athletics check, please. Oh, okay. I, I'm running too. I, I'm also running. Uh, I guess I'm running too. <laughs> I got a seven from the description that you had, uh, Mudbutt. Mm-hmm. Um, you do recognize that this this man matches the description of Yarno, though you're not sure why he'd be hanging out with the Red Brands. Mm-hmm. All right, oh, wait, Yarno, wait, what the? <laughs> so I try to tackle him. Yeah. So uh, you, yeah, I'll give you advantage on the athletics because of uh, Goblin Junior. Uh, Fourteen. You attempt to tackle the uh, the fleeing wizard who is uh, currently uh, fending off uh, Goblin Junior. He manages to shake Goblin Junior off. You leap at him, uh, and as you do so, he just turns to mist, and uh, oh. you see him uh, suddenly appear far from you. So you're now uh, the secret door enters into uh, that area you were in earlier with the barrels, where you made your backpack full of barrel weapons uh, back in the big uh, cold passageway. And you can see him uh, sort of reappear. Uh, Alan, you're a little far back, but uh, if you saw it, you would recognize this as Misty Step, a teleportation spell. So uh, the wizard appears, he raises his uh, his glass staff uh, high in the air, and he screams, protect me, you goddamn abomination! Uh, so can, we can't see him in the storeroom? Or you we- can. So uh, basically right now, Butthole, you're standing in the doorway, the secret doorway from uh, oh, so the Oh, so it's circled back into... Yeah, back into the main cavern. So he has teleported basically... Uh, it has to be within his line of sight. So he just like looked across the room and was like, go here. Okay. So we, I, I, can I run towards him still? Yeah, you can, he's going to continue to try and run away. You can run into the room. The rest of you, I assume, are also chasing. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm right behind. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm in full sprint and I'm like, Goblin Jr. <laughs> Sick him. But I do that with like a fart and that fart's like, brr, brr, brr. He like takes off. Okay. <laughs> Goblin Jr. comes running at the wizard. Um, the wizard raises his hand. You hear him mutter. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and all of a sudden, uh, you see Goblin Jr. kind of like slow down and kind of sniff the air and kind of look at the wizard and then turns around and starts growling at you. Oh, snarf. Roll for initiative, everybody. Oh, God damn. Tyler, what's yours? 19. 19. Ryan? 21 with a natural 20. Oh, we are ready to fight. 20. 19. Fuck. Great. Nobody messes with our dog. (laughs) (laughs) I yell back to the group, if anybody kills that dog, I'll fucking hammer you. (laughs) That's the meanest he's been to anyone ever. (laughs) Butthole, you're up first. You're enraged that uh, the wizard has taken command of your beloved companion. Oh, man. I'm really spinning back and forth with, do I try to tackle the dog and prevent it from hurting anybody, or do I just really fuck up this wizard? (laughs) Uh, Uh, I'm going to do a snap prayer. Okay. Just like two seconds, divine inspiration. It says, fuck up the wizard. Moonhammer has spoken (laughs) that I'm going after this wizard. And I just yell, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and I, I swing my Warhammer to a two-handed grip, and I'm just charging that motherfucker. Run up and uh, roll to attack. As you do so, uh, he mutters something, swings his staff in front of him, and you see a sort of glimmering presence around him as though he's throwing up a shield. Yeah, I definitely uh, got a nine, so okay. I'm, that fucker's not getting through. Yeah, so your, your hammer rings off uh, a magical shield that... Uh, the wizard is thrown up in front. He says, it is you who is the son of a bitch. And then uh, I just yell, let the dog go and we can talk this out. Alan, you are up. Now, being invisible uh, means that it's impossible to see without the aid of magic or special sense. Um, right. And so he, it means attack rolls against you have disadvantage and your attack rolls have advantage. I'm going to try uh, throwing um, my my four magic missiles. Great. Oh, shit. Yeah, fuck this guy. Yeah. Shotgun blast of magic <laughs> yeah. missiles. This, so, is, uh, break the shield. this is something I don't actually know. I think magic missile automatically hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it I'll just so hits it just and hits. it just so it does damage. So each dart deals 1d4 plus 1. So you launch a, a shotgun blast of uh, bolts. As you do so, something there's just something in the back of your head that you're like, wait, what's it about shields? They hit against the shield and dissipate oh, as shields are nuts. weirdly and highly specifically good against magic missiles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. The wizard laughs. He goes, amateurs. Mudbutt. We need to talk, Yarno. And I will launch one of my five javelins nice. at his leg as to not kill him, but just to wound him. Also, while I'm, while I'm fighting him, I yell back to everybody, hey, everybody, duck your chins, because... <laughs> He's, he's real good at throat rips. Like, I, I love his dog. Yarno, you son of a bitch. You, you stop that. 
That's a six total. That's a natural one. That's a natural one. The natural one with which is a critical fail. You fail no matter what. I'm so sorry, Adam. Thanks for coming out. Really appreciate it, guys. I really don't want to get hit with a javelin right now. Is it like stuck in the roof? Like so, you mightily hurl your javelin. Unfortunately, you fail to take into account the invisible person standing in front of you. So, Alan, Alan, roll me a dexterity saving throw, please. A nine plus your modifier. Okay. Feel like it doesn't matter. Does not matter. Uh, so unfortunately, Alan, uh, you were so busy uh, throwing magic missiles, you thought the last place any damage would possibly come is from behind you. Uh, please roll your damage, mud bud. Of uh, course. Eight total. That's eight points of damage yep. to our beloved wizard. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you Where'd so you much come? for healing me earlier, butthole. Where did you come from? <laughs> Um, <laughs> I gave you, you a bell, goddammit. What it. the shit? <laughs> all, all he's seeing right now is a javelin stuck in the air. <laughs> like, he still yeah. doesn't see a person. Quinny, you're up. I'm trying to kind of uh, close the distance as stealthily as possible, hiding behind my larger companions. But yeah, I'm throwing down at them. He's distracted. I want to uh, I want to steal the staff. Roll me a sleight of hand check, please. 22 total. You manage to get a solid grip on the uh, on the staff, mm-hmm. and you start to kind of like pull it away from him. Yeah. Um, he's pulling back, uh, but you get the sense that you definitely loosened his grip on it, and okay. uh, you've got a pretty solid handle on it. Okay. You feel that multiple checks may need to be passed in order to I see. fully do this. Okay. So, Quinny, as you're as you're uh, wrestling with the staff, yeah. Um, all of a sudden, you feel uh, your skin go very, very cold. You can feel your teeth start to shatter. Oh, shit. Uh, and I need you to please roll me a constitution save. 11 total. Your skin, it, it's, it almost feels clammy, dead, and you just feel your very life force start to drain out of you. Okay. Uh, and you're going to take 10 points of necrotic damage. Holy shit. Oh, God. I'm at three health. Out from the shadows uh, behind one of the columns, you see a sort of a large gangly creature with a huge massive green eye and a large grinning mouth of fanged teeth as it begins to drain your life you can hear its voice whispering in your head oh so tasty okay motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) butthole you knew it might come to this and sadly it has that's okay goblin junior leaps at you i I just keep my chin down that's all that matters (laughs) He clamps onto your arm, uh, but uh, he does not manage to injure you. You kind of like apologetically shake him off. Yeah, I'm like, ah. And then I just, I just keep farting at him in like three tone blast, <laughs> trying to call him off. Like that sit command. I'm like, sit, boy, sit. Just over and over again. And he's not listening, but I won't stop farting. I'm going to save this dog. <laughs> just want to save that dog so much. I never heard so much conviction in the phrase, I will not stop farting. <laughs> <laughs> now come to Yarno. Oh, so fuck. he's, uh, you know, he sees the effect the, the creature's having. He's like, good, you Gnothic piece of shit. I'm glad to see that you're finally holding up your end of the bargain. He looks kind of with tremendous regret at his staff, but then he lets it go and teleports. Uh, right. So you see him uh, disappear and reappear in a haze. So he takes a long shot all the way down to the entrance of the hall, that, like through the second so passage many, that we How many yards used. away from us is he now? Uh, he's 30, and it looks like he's going to continue to try and run. Uh, Butthole, you're up. I turn to the other side of the crevice because the creature, Alan, and Mudbutt so, are on the other side of the yeah, crevice. So the creature, creature has come out. Um, so we're on the east side, yeah. and they're on the west side of the that's gap. That's correct. Like I look over to them, and I yell, my butt now and take the big guy. We got this little motherfucker. <laughs> and then I just yell, Moonhammer's coming for you, <laughs> bitch. Uh, I, I grab the shoulder of Quinny next to me and I cast Cure Wounds on him. Oh, thank uh, you. You get 10. 10, is, points 10 back. is fine. Back up to 13. Uh, and then I'm going to sprint right at Arno. What's your, what's your movement? My movement is 30. Great. So, yeah, you can catch up to him. Great. I'll be, I'll be right on top of him. How far away is uh, Eyeball Dude? The Nothic is Nothic, uh, probably about uh, 20 feet. I'm just going to do Acid Splash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on board with this. So I'm going to, yeah, aim the, Acid the, Splash. The cruelest at, um, attack in the world. <laughs> at the Nothic. Great. Let Which I up. used to object so, to. No longer. Nice. <laughs> the creature was so, uh, so busy draining the tasty, tasty halfling life force that uh, it was caught completely unaware by your acid throw. Nice. Roll your damage, please. Five. How does Five that taste, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> sort of like howls in rage. Mm. And you feel just a little bit of your life force slip back in and you regain two HP. All right, cool. That puts me actually at max health. All right, Mudbutt. 
I realize that uh, I've met this one-eyed monster before, or at least I think I did, and it owes me money. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, I met you two towns over. You owe me five pounds of gold, you motherfucker. And I and I take I take a javelin in each hand, so two javelins, mm-hmm. and I and I and I let loose my greatest cry of my people, which is yucca, and and I and I toss both of them at the beast, aiming for its eye. I hit the deck. I am, I am flat right. on the ground. <laughs> Let's do it up. Out of curiosity, are you, are you filled with rage? I'm not, no, not yet. You're not, you're not filled with rage yet. No, I'm. I'm like. I'm, I'm, I'm pissed. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm pissed, but uh, I'm not like berserker. I'm covered in oil and blood. Kind gotcha. Of rage gotcha. Like four. Yeah, right. Okay. Fair just, enough. I'm mad. Uh, all right. Roll me two d twenty for the attacks. One regular attack and then one at disadvantage. Yep. Thirteen. Twelve. So twelve becomes seventeen. You miss with your first one, but as the creature dodges it, it comes squarely into the path of the second one. So roll your damage. Five plus three. Eight. Total of eight. Nice. Give me my money, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You hear the creature whisper in your head, I do not owe you money. (laughs) Get out of my head. (laughs) No, I live here now. (laughs) Ah, I need apples. (laughs) See, normally I'm not okay with the just casual use of the word bitch, but between this wizard who fucked with the wolf of Moonhammer and this goddamn monster, call him anything. Your majesty. It seems like trying less works for you. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. How's the chase going? Uh, Not great. He teleports. Very uh, tricky. The yeah. creature uh, whispers that in your brain. Whispering something. You are no prince, Mudbutt. What has just been whispered, Tom has said aloud in the podcast for the sake of you guys, but it was written on a piece of paper, so the only person who knows it is, is yeah. Adam. Mm-hmm. Quinny, you're up. I'm going to take my cunning action right now and dash. Okay. So that's twice my movement? Mm-hmm. Good. So I, I catch up. I'd like to reach into my burglar's pack and reach into my bag of 1,000 ball bearings. Okay, yeah, yeah. just grab a handful and throw them into the hallway sure, that yeah. our wizard friend might be trying to flee through. So you just pocket ball yeah, bearings just like hallway. Just grab a bunch nice. and throw them Very down cool. on the ground. Is that my actions then? Yes. I've moved in. Okay. Yep, you moved in and tossed. Okay. So the creature is uh, now squarely focused on Mudbutt over here. Um, and it's going to start sprinting at you uh, with its vicious claws out. And it's going to att- oh, attempt wait. to attack you. So it swings twice. It misses with one, but it manages to hit with the other. And it will deal you six points of damage. Wait, where is this thing now? Ooh. It's uh, right on top of him now. It charged him. Oh, so, shit. Okay. So oh, the Nothic so has charged. Oh, okay. It like crossed a... Like when it crossed the chasm. So, so they're on the other side of the crevice. He's, yeah, yeah. The, the okay. creature's been on their side the okay. whole time. Okay. So basically, the northern side, the northwestern side of the room is Nothic versus Allen and Mudbutt, and the southeastern side yeah. is Butthole and Quinny versus goddamn loser. sorcerer. And I don't know where this. And the northeast side is go, Goblin Junior, yeah. and he's going to crawl right up my ass. So we're just going <laughs> to wait this one out. Okay, Goblin Junior. So he's actually going to go in Mudbutt. So <laughs> Goblin Junior leaps at you. This wolfy teeth gnashing, uh, and he manages to sink his teeth deeply into your arm. Christ! Get Watch some, your damn dog! <laughs> and I just yell, I'm working on the wizard, your majesty, but make a note, if you kill that dog, I'm breaking one of your hands. Yeah, yeah! Uh, so, wow, Goblin Jr. is enraged, deals you eight points of damage. So I'm at 11 now. I need you to roll me a uh, constitution save, please. Of plus four, I believe. Nine, 13. Great. So Goblin Jr. tries to knock you to the ground, but you manage to uh, to stay on your feet. Which brings us to the wizard. Uh, so sort of starts sprinting down that hallway, but he comes upon ball bearings. Oh, fuck yes. Ball bearings? <laughs> and has to make a dexterity save. <laughs> My one weakness. Uh, he is very nimble on his feet for a portly portly man and man just kind of dances his way across them but he doesn't get very far dude i'm gonna wipe out so fucking hard on these ball bearings you know they're there or at least i hope you do i know they're there but that doesn't mean i don't fall on them <laughs> brings us to the top of the round butthole god damn it how are you doing over there mud butt <laughs> i'm uh i'm at 11 health so, so I, I just I yell if everyone s- would stop dying <laughs> i could kick this guy's ass faster <laughs> i might need some help so i i look back over my shoulder and i just i'm, I'm pissed that i have to do this when i really want to catch this wizard but I just inhale deeply three times, and I close my eyes, and I squat down, and I just fart, like a huge, really loud fart, like an insanely loud fart, and a rainbow comes out of my asshole, and it floats, like, speedily, like a sinuous, like, snake of, like, rainbow ghosts, and it falls down onto Mudbutt, 
and it gets absorbed, <laughs> and it goes right up his nose, <laughs> and the symbol of Moonhammer appears on his forehead, which is a, a butt no. with a with a warhammer popping out of the butthole, uh, and he is healed uh, through my channel divinity, giving him ten more points of health. Oh, thank you. Very impressive. Uh, oh. And then I sprint down this hallway after this goddamn Roll me wizard. A dexterity. Save. 17. All total. right. You manage to kind of do the same thing and kind of dance dance your way across. And I yell, stop running. I need my dog back. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter. Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter. Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter. Our special guest and our DM Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at Del Borovic. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dom Doms and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Were you accused of a murder enacted by supernatural forces beyond your control? Yeah. Are you seeking a multi-figure gold settlement for damages to your business? Yes. Are you a young entrepreneur seeking justice for the murder of a family member that would be here if you were better at your job? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm Thomas Phelps. I am the attorney, along with my assistants, of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Belcher, and we want to help you get justice. Our expert legal services are available for a modest fee. But not too modest. I got a family to feed. As a bot, I don't eat, but I do have a hunger. A hunger for justice. And that hunger drives us to work for you, future client. From investigation to sentencing, we've got you covered for everything from public urination. Oh, yeah. To murder in varying degrees. Don't look at me. The attorneys of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher care about families. That's why they work quickly to help get this daddy off. I was blown away. My business was in trouble after an unfortunate case of property damage. But the attorneys of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher helped set things right with a hefty gold settlement. So come on down to the law offices of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher. Located in the old Biscayne Boys building. In Eastern Orgea. Just follow the podcast highway signs for Dungeons and Drimbus and take the season three exit. The attorneys of Phelps, Oz, Mogbio, and Felcher are not responsible nor liable for any of the following that may be incurred while working on your case. Sudden death, loss of limb, heartbreak, the use of magic to secure evidence, the wrath of an interdimensional being, urinary bladder infections, nausea, depression, the sudden desire to remove one's clothing, the illicit romance of a will-they-won't-they they workplace scenario, or complete and utter disregard for the natural laws of space and time. Join your favorite fantasy attorneys for their next case. Dungeons and Drimbus publishes every Friday wherever podcasts are found.